Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you for following this podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode today, and thank you for trying to be a better dad every day yourself. I hope that if you were listening to this podcast, if you're following every episode, if you're following things on social media, that you're being inspired and informed and educated to help you be a better dad every single day. Because the truth is, if I strive to be a better dad every day, and if I can reach that goal, and if I can help my kids walk down a successful path and give them a bright future, that will help to some extent. But the mission is not just to help me and mine. The mission is to help the world. It's to make the world a better place. It's to father the future about what the world's going to look like when we're long and gone. It's about what it will be like then. This is this is a way that we have the opportunity to invest in what will be by going through the challenges that we face now as fathers and investing in our kids, trying to better ourselves so that we can enrich them even more. That's the goal of this entire thing, to better the world, to better our communities, to better our cities, to better our nation. That's the effort. And so I can't do that by myself. My kids can't do that by themselves. So I hope if you were listening to this podcast, that you are applying some of the things that you hear and that you yourself are trying to be a better dad every day too, and that you are investing in your kids and collectively working together, we're fathering our future. So I want to talk to you today about patience. This is nothing new. We've all heard about patience. Most of us are probably not super fond of patience. I happen to be a very patient person. It's really funny because my wife will tell people, and if you were to ask her, she would tell you the same thing, that I'm a very patient person, that I'm too patient. She gets mad because I am too patient. When we first got married and we had our little spits and spats as a newlywed couple because you know, you're know you two totally different people and you're trying to conform to be this one person, it's a difficult task. It takes a lifetime of marriage to actually perfect. But there would be times where she would push the envelope a little bit to try and get me to respond. I wouldn't do it because I'm just calm, cool, collective. I'm patient. I like to wait things out and see the big picture before I make a decision to do anything. She would try. And when I wouldn't bite because I was staying patient, it'd make her mad. (laughs) It'd make her even more mad than she was. Uh, So she will attest that I am patient. But I recognize that we find ourselves in a world today, in a culture today, where people aren't that patient. We want instant gratification. And while I say I'm a patient person, I'm very patient with people. I'm very patient with situations. And I am patient with just about everything. But I still have those desires of instant gratification. Yes, I want things to just happen. I want to find myself waking up tomorrow morning in the dream life. If I could wake up tomorrow and just be a billionaire and not have to do anything and all I had to do was the stuff that I wanted to do, like this podcast, I would be thrilled. If I never had to work and I just got to devote my time to fathering our future and some ministry things I'd like to do and then just my family, I would be a happy camper. 
But I realize that that's probably not going to happen. I'll probably wake up tomorrow and go about my day as usual. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not having the instant gratification. Deep down, I want it. It's like playing the lottery. Like, I probably am not going to win. But if I do, wow, will I be happy. And that's okay. It's, it's okay to not get that overnight. But being patient sometimes is that challenge. We live in a world where just everybody wants to get what they want when they want it. This is why fast food is so popular. There's fast food restaurants everywhere. Everyone just wants to drive through, pick up what they want because they're hungry and they want to eat now. Who wants to go sit down at a table, have to talk to a hostess, have to talk to a waiter, and when they first come by, they only greet you and maybe take your drink order and then they leave. And then when they come back, they ask you if you're ready for your food. And if you're starving, you could have already had a meal if you just went through a drive through And we have places like Chick-fil-A. So why would you not choose that? You get the picture. You understand. You understand the struggle. It's always easy and convenient to say, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. Let's just get something quick because that's what we need. We're not a very patient generation. We don't really take the time to be patient. Everything is rushed. Schedules are packed. You have to be moving. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Patience is not something that we find a lot, sometimes anywhere in our culture. We want instant gratification. We want fast food. There's a comedian. He's pretty clean and he's very funny. His name is Brian Regan. And he jokes about this to some extent in one of his recent comedy bits that he did. But he's talking about reading the back of a a Pop-Tart box and how it says you can put it in the toaster for 30 seconds or you can put it in the microwave for five. And he's like, who in the world has a life so busy that they have to put a Pop-Tart in a microwave for five seconds, gulf it down as quickly as they can, and then run out the door because they have to get going with their day. Like it's crazy that the comparison is between 30 seconds and five seconds. And it's a comedic, it's funny, but that's the reality a lot of the times. It's not just that it's a funny joke. It really is the way we are sometimes. We're not a very patient generation. We move fast. We don't wait. That's not what we do. I mean, I've even tried some things. For example, I got into trading a little bit. You know, Robinhood came out and everyone and anyone just jumped on the app and started trying to buy stocks. So I looked at it a little bit and I thought, well, maybe I can day trade a little bit. Maybe I can swing trade a little bit. And so I bought Roku. I bought quite a bit of Roku when it was about $40 a share. And I tried to sell it when it was high, buy it when it was low and do that pattern on and on and on. And I made a little bit of money doing that. But had I just waited and been patient, a year and a half after I bought it at $40, it was over $400, 10 times what it was when I initially bought. I would have made significantly more money had I just been patient and waited and gone through the low times and the high times and the low times and the high times. And if I had just ridden the waves of the stock, I would have made more than 10 times my initial investment. But I didn't because I was trying to get something quicker rather than long term. Now, I know that that's not always the case. Sometimes you jump on something and it skyrockets immediately. And I'm not just talking about stocks. Sometimes there's quick decisions that have to be made. I get that. It's, I'm not saying that everything is best served when you are patient. But the reality is, most of the time, it's wise 
to have patience, especially with kids. And that's what we're talking about today because we're dads and we're trying to be better dads every day. And we don't always succeed with the patience when it comes to our kids. I know it's very easy to rush to punishment. You see your kid do something, you catch a glimpse of something that happens. It's very easy depending on how you discipline your kids. And if you need to know how to discipline your kids, I've actually talked about it in previous episodes, so you can check that out. But if you choose to give your kids spankings, if you ground your kids, I don't know how old your kids are, but whatever your form of punishment or the consequences that you give to your kids, it's really easy to just immediately calm the situation and get past it by just issuing some form of judgment by saying, okay, you're grounded or okay, come over here. You're going to get a spanking or you better stop or whatever, whatever you decide to do, however you go about that, it's very easy to just jump and rush to that punishment. It's very easy to see something and then just disapprove of it, to watch your kid do something and say, no, 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 don't do that. Stop. Don't do it. Just quit. It's very easy to just immediately correct your child. You see something, you catch a glimpse because you're doing something else because you're too busy to just solely focus on them. I get it. It happens. I'm not judging you. This is just the way life is. But you turn and you see them do something and you immediately try and correct them. You have no full context of what's going on, but it's just immediate correction. But patience says, instead of rushing to punishment, why don't you get their side of the story. Why don't you ask the question, hey, what's going on? Don't just try and make a judgment call based off what you just got a glimpse of. Why don't you ask them, hey, I saw you do this. Can you explain to me what in the world's going on? Can you give me some context here? Because you get better context and now you have better information before you're making this judgment before you're saying, okay, here's your punishment, or before you say, I disapprove of what you're doing. Because sometimes kids are trying to be helpful. Sometimes kids don't really understand what they're doing, but they're trying to do something that they think will help you. The other day, it was so cute. My wife sent me a picture. The kids tried to make one of the beds for one of the kids that my wife watches And it wasn't perfect, but they tried to do it. They just went off on their own. She didn't ask them to do it. They just tried to be helpful. Most of it was good, but she still would have to go and try to fix it a little bit. But it would have been easy had she been upstairs with the kids when they were doing that to see them messing with that little mattress and say, well, hold on, what are you doing? Please don't don't do that. Stop. It would be easy to do that rather than just maybe continuing to watch, maybe just asking the question. And that's what patience prompts you to do. It causes you to stop, to observe, to take in what's going on, to inquire, to ask questions, to get better context before making some decision, before jumping to judgment. Patience will cause you to assist your child or to help them before jumping straight to correction. That's what patience does. And I think patience It's a lot like love in the biblical sense. So the Bible instructs us to love God with everything, our heart, our soul, and our might. And then to love our neighbors as ourselves. Two ways you can interpret this. I'm not saying one's right over the other. But one is to once you love yourself and who you are overlooking your shortcomings, it's easier to show that same love to others. Because you realize that they're human just like you. They also have shortcomings. 
And so if you can love yourself with your faults, then you can love them with theirs. My personal perspective is that as we love God, we see what and who he sees in us in spite of what or who we feel we see in us. And we eventually love ourselves because of how God loves us. So what we really do is we love others the way God loves us because his love for us is the reason that we can love ourselves. So patience works in a similar fashion. We have to learn skills and subjects, and it's never easy at the start. Anytime you begin something new, it's always difficult. And one of the things for us who fall in the millennial generation, what we tend to do is when things get tough, maybe a week after we've started something, we like to jump ship. We like to go and try and find something else that might be easier. We come up with a million reasons why, okay, this is never going to work. I'm not going to keep trying this. I'm going to try something else. This was a bad idea. I've tried to learn this for four days. Surely I've learned so much in four days that I can tell right now this isn't worth investing a year of my life in. And that's what we tend to do as millennials. And we tend to jump ship. And I've been guilty of that too. I can, I'll confess. I'll be honest here. I've done it too. That's what we tend to do because when you start something new, it's always challenging. It's new. It's changed. And we don't do well with that as people. But as we're learning this new skill or this new subject, whatever it may be, it's never easy. It takes time. It takes mistakes, failures, and it takes help from others to eventually master that skill or subject. And with God, he shows us incredible patience, knowing that we will probably mess up again, but still he remains patient with us as we strive to follow in his steps. It's the same way with kids. They're trying to learn so much. They are taking in information constantly, every day. They lack the life experience. They lack the context to properly process everything that they observe, everything that they hear, everything that they take part in. They're trying to put all of this somewhere in their mind and in their brain and make it fit everything that they're trying to understand, their perspective of the world, they're trying to form it at very young ages. And it's a big task. It's a huge task. And if you don't like being judged or criticized for your mistakes when you're trying to learn something, when you're trying to do right, when you're trying to understand something new, how do you think your kids feel when you do that to them? Again, they have less life experience to process everything that they're learning. They have less context and life experience to process your judgment of them making mistakes. Imagine how harsh that probably feels to your kids. And if God is constantly patient with you, knowing that you'll mess up while you strive to follow in his steps, shouldn't we also mirror his patience to our kids as they attempt to follow in ours? They're trying to be like you, Dad. And guess what? They will mess up. But just as God is patient with us and helps us through our journey, God helps us through our journey. His Spirit empowers us. His grace and mercy follow after us. He goes before us. He's right there with us. We don't go through this life by ourselves. If you are a Christian, 
and you believe in God, you're not going at this alone. He is patient with you, even though he is, in a sense, babying you along the journey, on the path, being right there, never letting you out of his sight. When you still mess up, he's still patient. So how should we be knowing that our kids are going to mess up, but they're still trying to be like you, dad? They're going to mess up. But just as God is patient with us and helps us through our journey, we should make it our goal to do the same for our kids. And yes, when you are helping your kids, when you are telling them the right things to do, they will still choose to do something different. They're kids. They're going to make mistakes. But the best thing that we can do as dads is be patient. Extend a little bit of grace and wait. We all have a ton of things that we could reflect on where we thought to ourselves, if only I had waited. If only I had been a little more patient. If only I would have made the wise decision to wait when things got tough. If only I would have been patient when things got crazy. Think of this. If you try and get out in the storm to keep everything in its place, there's a good chance that you'll get swept up in the storm yourself. But if you allow the storm to pass, the chaos to settle, you'll have a clearer perspective on how you need to proceed. So my challenge to you today, Dad, is try patience. I'm going to look at this one more time from the Christian perspective. In the Bible, we have gifts of the Spirit. Now, these are things that are given to us. These are abilities. These are traits that the Spirit of God gives us as if I was handing a gift to you for an occasion. There are different gifts that the Spirit of God can give you. But we also have the fruit of the Spirit. These are in Galatians chapter 5. They're love, joy, peace, patience. There's some other ones, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control, but patience functions as a fruit. So what I'm doing today is I'm giving you the seed for patience. And what you have to do is you have to make the decision to allow your life to be good ground or good soil so that God can grow patience in your life. Now, you won't wake up tomorrow and magically be patient. There won't be some supernatural encounter or experience where you are transformed and filled with patience. Instead, you'll find yourself in a moment of chaos. You'll be in the midst of a challenge. You'll find yourself in a place where you've been impulsive before, and you'll have a choice. Stay the same or choose to be patient. And if you can endure the pressure and the growing pains to develop patience in your life, I promise that you'll be glad that you did. It gives you better perspective, it provides you more context, and it gives you time to make the wise decision. So men, dads, try patience. Whenever you wanna react, just stop and take a deep breath. Whenever you feel that you're just going to respond when you're just going to be impulsive 
Try leaving the room. Try walking away from the situation. Try looking at something different. If I need to pick me up during the day, I open up my phone and I go through my photos. I look at my kids. I look at all these moments that I've captured, all these memories that I have. It changes my perspective pretty quick. Puts me in a much better mood. Have something that you can do that just gets you out of that chaotic, impulsive mindset and gives you a moment to just reflect, gives you a moment to just breathe, gives you a moment to think, to make the wise choice rather than just jumping at the bit to make a judgment call. Dads, I'm challenging you to try patience. Thank you for listening today. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I hope you'll join me next time.